Alright, so I got some questions from Anonymous. Lots of right-wing people want to do political activism to fight the evil lefty menace. What are some examples of good and worthwhile political activism on the right? What are some examples of dumb political activism on the right? So, asking for real-world examples isn't the best question for uh, extemporaneous talking because I'm not going to go do research in the middle of talking. Um, I can probably come up with something offhand, though. Like, uh, front page magazine. That would be good activism. They make good articles. They have good arguments in the articles. They get things right. They're not... They're not super flashy, and they're more truth-oriented and argument-oriented. Like, it's a serious site. I like them. I approve. I think Ann Coulter does a good job. Her books are... They make good points. They have arguments. They have research and facts. She also gets attention, but she has serious points. Like, she's a mix of an intellectual and a person getting attention. Dumb stuff is like memes. Like, people post, like, Twitter memes and Facebook memes. And, like, if a dumb person is doing that, okay, it's better than nothing, I guess. Like, they can spread their memes with the other dumb people. Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to, like, tell them to stop. But if you're smart, if you can do something smart, you should do something that's better. Do something where, like, your mind actually makes a difference to judging things. And, you know... Bad ideas spread by Facebook memes, too. Like, it's it's not like only the right can do that. That's just, like, sort of cheering for your team and trying to be like, our team is fun, join our team. Our team is energetic, join our team. Our team is funny, join our team. That's that's not a great way to persuade people. Like, if if some of our dumber supporters want to do that, whatever, but... If you can write, like, good ideas or do actual research, that's more useful. Or make videos. Like, if you can do video editing and make something that's actually a good video, that's, like, well-paced and has good information in it, but it's also, like, quick, you know, people appreciate that. You can also make, like, the long, slow video that's more like a big essay. But, like, there's a lot of people who don't want to write, read essays. And they're not, like, the best people ever, but don't hate. Like, they can still be decent people if they don't like essays. And you can make, like, videos that have intellectual content that they will appreciate. Like, they don't only like memes. There's people who like videos over writing, but they're, they're willing to think about the ideas. So you can make videos targeted at those people, and that's useful. Or, like, this podcast. Like, this is not a catering to Facebook meme podcast. But, um, you know, not everyone wants to read my essays, and maybe someone will like this who had trouble with an essay. And I don't think it's strictly worse than an essay either. It's different. Like, I think overall it's worse. If I had to pick one format, I'd pick essays over talking. But I don't have to pick one format, and I think variety is good and that different formats have different strengths and weaknesses. And there are actual genuine advantages to talking over writing and to doing it, um, like, off the cuff 
in a more casual way. Like I try to write in a casual way and that helps some people. Casual writing is more accessible than like trying to be formal. But just like talking without even preparing, without having a script, without thinking of any points I want to make in advance, that's, that's even like more informal. And some people like that. It's not the best in all ways, but it has some advantages. It can be easier to understand. It, it can help you keep it simpler. It can be less intimidating. One of the semi-downsides is it can go a bit off topic sometimes. But that's not all bad. Like, the other topics are all right. Like, I'm not going to go off on a topic that I think is, like, not worth listening to or pointless. Anyway, I don't super recommend political activism in the first place, though, because there's an underlying problem, and the underlying problem is people are bad at thinking, and that includes, like, parenting is broken, the schools are broken, and when I say the schools, I don't just mean the universities, because the universities get a lot of attention for how their um, lefty strongholds that suppress free speech and have this huge pro-Muslim bias and they drive all the right-wing professors off campus and don't hire them and fire them, and they won't let conservatives come speak on campus, and they have riots to prevent conservatives from speaking. They're so intolerant. And yeah, the universities are terrible, and the classes are full of indoctrination. And people talk about that a lot. But the, the K-12 schools, I think, are worse. I think that's a bigger deal. They're not as, like, vocal, like... K-12 teachers don't write articles as much as professors do. They don't go to the media as much. They don't get on TV as much. They don't write as many books. But they're indoctrinating younger children who are more defenseless, who are less independent, who don't know as much. So it makes a bigger difference. Like, the more stuff you know, then if you learn stuff for, like, an hour... If you have, like, you know, 500 hours of learning, then it's 1 out of 500 that you're adding on. But if you've only learned for, like, 100 hours in the past, then it's 1 out of 100. It's, like, a bigger proportion of everything you know. So that concept applies that, like, if you've been to school for, like, five years and you do one more year of school, that's, like, 20% more. But if you've been to school for 10 years or 15 years and you do one, one more year, that's less, it's less additional percentage. It's not going to be as big a factor in your mind. It's still important. But the earlier years, the early years are extra important. So if you care about like saving society or improving the world or fixing stuff that's wrong and, you know, crusading for good and truth, political activism is not the most important or most effective thing to do. Um, you would be better off trying to do something about the K-12 schools. That's an... Like, and political activism is, um, it's already overloaded with a lot of people doing it. It's super popular. It already has so many people. And there's good people. Like, there's already, if someone wants to read good right-wing articles every day, they have plenty of them. They can read Front Page Magazine. They can read Truth Revolt. They can follow um, Conservative Review. And they can watch, like, Louder with Crowder and... Uh, there's plenty of podcasts, there's plenty of videos, there's the whole, like, conservative review TV, there's PJ Media, there's Breitbart, like, there's, there's a lot of material. You can find so much more on YouTube, too, like, there's plenty. 
I'm not saying there's like no room to make more good stuff, but there's already a ton. If someone wants good stuff, they can find it. There's plenty. So there isn't, there isn't like a shortage. But if you go to education, like how much good education material is there? How many people are making like their, their daily video on how the K-12 schools are fucked up? I mean, if they're doing that, it's like I'm not even aware of it. I haven't super looked. Maybe I should look around more, but it's, um, the thing is like the vast majority of stuff about education is really like contrary to TCS. So even, even if it was, see, that, that's another difference It's like politically people are more correct, not politically correct, but like, like they have the truth more like front page magazine writes articles that are good and you read it and you're like, yeah, this is good. And you know, I know all this philosophy, they don't, but I wouldn't change that much. Like I approve. But when you read education stuff, um, even if it's like sort of good, like advocating vouchers or saying that the left shouldn't control the schools, it's um, there's like these huge philosophical flaws that make it kind of bad a lot of the time. Because like Front Page Magazine has a decent view on capitalism and on freedom and on other relevant philosophy issues. But... But who's TCS? Who understands, like, that coercive education is bad and that you can't learn through punishments and that learning has to be self-directed by the learner and teachers are only helpers? Like, that philosophical perspective is very important to writing well about school issues. There is, like, good writing criticizing the universities for being these lefty indo indoctrination camps. And, you know, that perspective is useful. But there isn't going to be a lot of good writing that takes into account, like, even if it wasn't a lefty indoctrination camp, the approach to school is broken. And that screws up how people think. Like, even if it was right-wing biased or just neutral, schools would still be fucking up how people think. And that makes them vulnerable to bad ideas, like left-wing ideas. That makes them vulnerable to climate change and environmentalism and population control and whatever else like the whole Islamophobia scare like we keep having terrorist attacks like the new one in London and then a bunch of people jump on social media to say watch out for Islamophobia the, the Muslims kill people so the danger about what might happen next is someone might dislike Muslims uh, and and they don't seem to care so much about the violence. Anyways, the point is, leftist ideas that are like horribly true, false, and evil are not appealing to people who are better at thinking. If you're good enough at thinking, it's not going to be that hard to see through them. Like, I grew up lefty, but then like, you know, I got exposed to right-wing ideas. I found, like, a few books and a few conversations sharing what right-wing ideas are, and I was like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, if you can think, then it's not that hard to get converted. But if you can't think, if you don't know what an argument is, if you're terrible at logic, then it's very easy to get trapped in leftism. So the underlying issue of how people think is a bigger deal, and underlying that, one of the big issues is the schools, and then also parenting.
and there's also like philosophy like how does reason work because people have bad ideas about that like intellectuals write books about how to think and like philosophers say things and they're wrong and it's really bad advice in general uh, so the next question was do people overrate political activism I think I asked, answered that and how should political activism fit in your hierarchy of values so yeah kind of low and then there's a specific question of there's a Lauren Southern video where she gets on some boat in the dark and like tries to harass a bigger boat that's bringing illegals into some European country and the, the asker thought that was dumb and it's quote showy lefty style theatrics um, yeah I agree it's pretty dumb Lauren Southern is not a super serious intellectual. She's a pretty girl who has an audience of people who like looking at a pretty girl talk. You, you notice I'm not using a webcam because I'm not trying to gain my audience by wearing makeup or whatever and dyeing my hair. You know, I, ha I have a different approach. Um, so, like, my attitude to Lauren is, she's not bad as that kind of person comes. Like, I read her book. She wrote a short book. You can get it on Amazon. It's cheap. It's, um, it's much shorter than most books. It's a quick read. It's worth reading, I thought. I mean, maybe it's not worth reading for you because you haven't read as much as I have, so you have, like, better books unread. So maybe you should prioritize something else. But, like, I've read a lot of stuff, so I read hers, too, and it was pretty good, and She's fine. So my, my suggestion is leave her alone. Don't worry about it. Let her do her thing. Um, I think that she will help some people. Like, her ideas are good enough that they're an improvement for a lot of people. So if she wants to get attention in stupid ways, um, whatever. Like, just focus on doing your own better stuff if you can. And for the kind of person who, you know, hasn't gotten started yet, hasn't built up an audience yet, isn't already committed, they're, they're, a, more, they're a better person to suggest uh, a different approach to. Like, for Lauren, it'd be like a big career change if she tried to do something different. So, like, why, why ask her to change? I do sometimes ask people to change from what they're already doing, if I think they're, like, super smart, because there's a shortage of super smart people. So I think if you're super smart, it's, like, worth changing what you're doing, because we really need super smart people to work on, like, philosophy and actual serious intellectual stuff. Like, having pass-forward-style discussions where you actually keep discussing until you resolve your disagreements and figure out what you think is true. If people could join that and actually participate productively, that's super important. But, like... Is Lauren going to come and, like, join FI discussions and, and be a great participant? I mean, it's conceivable, but I don't really think so. And if you're going to ask someone to do it, there's probably better people to ask than Lauren who are either smarter or less committed to something else. So, and, like, she's doing better stuff than most people, so leave her alone. That's my opinion. <laughs>